Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. On the date that this episode drops, April 1st, 2021, it'll be opening day of the new Major League Baseball season. Yeah, we're recording this, you know, a few days out from the beginning of the season. And it's just kind of interesting that compared to where we were when essentially last season started... You know, it's it's a regular baseball season. We have 162 games of baseball coming up. That's that's funny you say that because I, I realized we did that in like in May last year, right? That's May when the season June. started. So we've only been 10 months since we've had another season preview show, which is unusual. Weird. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 162 games, and there's been a lot of talk about are the pitchers going to be ready for this? They haven't thrown a whole season, and how are you going to manage it in six-man rotation? So, uh, you know, it should be very interesting to see, um, you know, what happens because of the shorter season last season and how that impacts what might happen this season i wouldn't be surprised if you know just some general things we saw more arm injuries with pitchers over the course of a season just because as much as you don't want it to be a year of not regular throwing will have effects on people just because your body is conditioned and now it's not quite as conditioned the blue jays uh one of my up-and-coming teams um and for a pick at least uh they lost their closer for the season kirby yates you know arm injury out for the year and you know that's that's a tough loss for a team that has high aspirations the, the thing is it's going to be easy to attribute a lot of these things to the shortened pitching season but until we see it play out over a full season it's just as much that you have regular injuries to pitchers and players, even during spring training, that knock them out for the season. So it's just easy to attribute it to just something other than just the fact that people do get hurt. Right, right, right. Last season, we talked about uh, we had a separate episode on the jarring new rule changes for the 2020 season. And those changes uh, were the DH for both leagues. Something that isn't going to be around this season. Yeah, unfortunate for our Mets, but... Yes, I think uh, of all the teams in Major League Baseball, the one that, that really kind of, it smarts the most. And, and and Manfred can't come in at the last minute, at three days before the season, and go, you know, we are going to have a DH, and if you don't have one, you better go find one. I, I still think it's something on the table, but I understand why for this season they just kind of went back. Interestingly... Of the two rules, they kept the three batter rule, which right, which right. I thought would of the two you would have swapped those in terms of what you keep. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm let's maybe I'm softening well, a little bit on that. You know what? Also, Manfred probably realized Larusa was coming back to baseball, <laughs> and he was just like, "Look, I, I'm just getting ahead of this." He's changing him every pitcher. That's great. That's great. Very true. Um, uh, right. So there, there will be uh, no DH in the National League, but they'll they'll get into that at the collective bargain agreement at the end of this season, and it it could be a messy off season. Oh, did they keep? Are they keeping this guy on second base rule in the extras? Uh, inning. To my knowledge, they have the runner on second base and extra innings as well. That's good. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm in favor of that rule. I'm fine moving it around if you want to make it later in the twelfth inning. Yeah, or put them on first in the. 11th. I like I like at least having one clean regular inning of extra inning baseball. The tenth inning should be a clean inning. I, it's the I same totally way you have a five minute overtime period. There, there should be a set of innings, but I think at a certain point, like. You know, we don't need to have a seven overtime game in hockey on a Tuesday night. We don't need to have a 19 inning baseball game. That's on my point. And, and as, as a point made last year, you, your pitching staff gets wrecked, right? So let's say you're playing a team and, and you're, it's your last game and you end up one of those stupid 16 inning games destroying your bullpen. And now you go face the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Your bullpen's just dead. And, and, and is, is, any, is anybody like outside of the novelty of it? 
it's not like you're watching good baseball in it, a lot of those games. A, look, you know, I, I it's it's funny to say I, I'm I'm a baseball old timer, purist. You know, purist to a way, but I'm I'm actually there's certain things like let's just not keep doing them because that's what, the way we always did them, and, and that's how I feel about these these super law extra. That's why I'm fine with that rule. I think you could just tweak it a little bit to make it a little less. Well. Like, I, I'd love to start it with a scaling thing. Like you have like the 10th and 11th with no guy on. Then in the, the 12th, you start having a guy on first. Like you don't necessarily need to go right to guy on second, like 10th inning. But I think scaling it up just to basically ensure the fact that probably at a certain point, one team's going to score and end the game. So um, and, and I'm glad you talk about testing because that's what they're doing this season in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. uh, testing some uh, new rule changes that they might consider bringing to the uh, to the major leagues. Uh, the first of those I'll mention is the larger non slippery bases at the triple a level all the triple a games but i think less slippery is a good thing right i don't know why were they slippery in the first place i wonder it's one of those things you're like (laughs) why would we make them slippery what do we gain by this and they're only a little bit larger they're so so i guess the the, potentially the runner is slightly closer between the bases than you know what i think it will help with that'll result in less hand and foot injuries because there's more space on the bag well that's exactly what it's for that's what it's for and and, and, good idea good idea good idea uh 15 second pitch clocks going to be used in the low uh the low a leagues out in the west so that's 15 seconds is pretty quick i don't know if i've ever seen one that quick so that'll be interesting you know what here's the problem it's it's really hard to know because we've never clocked them previously so it's not like i really know how long the average leagues have had pitch counts i'm pretty sure pitch clocks but i don't know as a fan what the average i don't know time between pitches so there'll be an interesting data point to come out of that i hope um and then limiting here's one that that, limiting two pickoff throws to first base in the low a leagues i don't know it's almost interesting yeah, well, okay. I guess that does make it interesting. Well, yes, because only because because now the the guy on first base can play with the pitcher a lot more because with every pickoff throw the pitcher expends. So as soon as he uses one, now he's in an interesting thing. Now he's only got one left. Now he's only got one left. Right, right. So so he knows that if you if you don't guess right, you throw over and he's safe again. Now the guy is just like, I can go far. Right. So so that now the question is is obviously at a certain point I'm assuming the guy can step off. It's not like the guy had like gets into the pickoff move and then he's just free to start running because he can't throw over. Well, actually, in all the low A leagues, the pitcher now in order to throw at the first base, they are making them step off the rubber physically instead of doing a pickoff. So no more move. Andy Pettit move the first base. You have to actually step off the rubber and then throw it. And considering the Andy Pettit move was a balk in all but name, right. it, it, getting rid of that's probably a good thing. I guess, I guess the point would be we, we all would like to see more stealing because it's fun for the fans to watch stolen bases, particularly successful ones. And weirdly, I, I think of all of the things that I've noticed, both at home and on TV, nothing gets the boo reaction as quickly as multiple pickoff throws to first base. The fans just hate it for some reason. <laughs> but that's like a baseball tradition. Who cares? You know, right? Right? right. Who cares? It's like Cracker Jacks. But it, it does kind of make sense considering how few guys steal bases. Right. Right. Like, do we really need to have these sequences where he throws over like five times in a so, two so, span, so pitch in, span? Experimenting with it at the minor league level to see how it impacts the game. Interesting. I'm willing Interesting. to look at it. I'm will, I think you're going to have to tweak it more because two per batter is rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially over a long at bat. So how about in uh, in Double A this year? They're going to make them play with four players on the dirt infield. 
So you can't go all the way into the outfield. You can't go to that right field pocket, right, where I saw McNeil out there in spring training game, you know, standing out there shaking hands with uh, Conforto and then (laughs) fielding the ball. And then fielding the the, the, (laughs) – cleanly fielding the ground ball and getting it out. throwing him out, right? (laughs) Um, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I, That's getting a little too restrictive. You know, if they make him play with lacrosse sticks out there, I'm really going to be upset because when because you start limiting like, where they can go, I just don't like it. What you have to show is that you would have to have to show me that the shift is having a discernible effect on the actual major league average to the point where it's becoming a detriment to the watchability of the game. Well, no, then now you you got you got into two things. It, it, it definitely hurts the players' batting average. Right, they, they, they've said that, and, and and the players call them lost hits, and I joke and say those aren't lost hits; those are outs. Yeah, they are outs. Okay, if you'd hit the ball the other way where there was nobody standing out there, you'd have had it. They just have to adjust. It's going to take time, and eventually, and they will, and they will, because they eventually, will. guys, are, major leaguers, yeah, because of, and guys are already starting to do that. That's what Conforto did last year. He got a ton of hits by just being like, okay, I guess they're going to leave all of left field open. So here's a, and because because what's going to happen is is that pitchers aren't good enough to to pitch against these guys and put the ball in a spot where he can only pull the ball but also not hit the ball well. Right, and 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 I I understand it's frustrating for a hitter to hit a ball on the nose into a place where it used to be a hit, and now it's not. And now it's not because there's somebody standing there. Um, I I don't like the rule, but it'll be interesting to see also data wise if they have enough data to be able to say here here is where the impact was and what happened. I, I didn't know. Did God how get many more mo- hits? How uh, many more hits did I, you I get? Know. You know. I don't know. On the last is the um, automatic ball strike they're going to try in the low A leagues in the Southeast. So I, I don't know exactly what that means. I saw that as a rule change. And so I assume it's some sort of robotic call for balls yes, and strikes. Yes, it's, it's a robotic balls and strikes thing. And and, I, and I've been asked about robotic calls. for. It's like I, I really don't want to take out the umpire uh, up from the game behind the plate, certainly on the bases, making calls. Um, it's something just endemic to baseball. Um, I do believe technology can help with better umpiring and some people think better training. Um, but it's really hard to see. Well, look, in tennis, they took away uh, the lines people by putting in these electric eye lines because the human eye can't see the ball at that speed. I would think calling a ball on a strike is pretty close to that for an umpire. It's, it's just hard. Um, and we'd like them to have some aid, or I would like them to have them some sort of a technological aid to allow them to be more accurate. But to say no more balls and strikes... The problem is, is I don't know how you create an aid that does just, just doesn't supplant them. I don't know either. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't, I don't have How do you create that. something that helps them, that's good enough to help them, but then wouldn't just also be better than them by themselves? Uh, yeah, yes. Like, why would you create a system where it's like, oh, okay, well, now they can be corrected. Well, if the thing just knows the right answer from the beginning, why don't we just use that? I'm a dreamer i just don't want to see the umpires go so hopefully- no you can't get rid of them because the same way you can't get rid of the the umpire in tennis you can't get rid of the base umpires they can't do there's certain things that it will be too difficult for them to judge and for the speed of the game it won't be worth it but for balls and strikes i think it's not worth the frustration Baseball is lucky that it probably has the best overall refereeing between the big three between you know nba the NBA, NFL, and the MLB. As much to do with the speed of the game. As much to do with the speed of the game. But they're still not great. Like, think about... They're not perfect, nor think about how. expect that. Remember last year how frustrated people were about the umpires? There were a lot of really wacky calls. And... I yeah. remember, especially and now we have all this ability to really see it uh, in well, almost so it's, real time. It's, so it's tough for them because they're it's facing tough. scrutiny that, you know what, they're probably actually better than their peers were 
right? B- 24, 20 to 40 years trained, ago. They they're better, better trained and they have better understanding. Yes. yes. Except the guys throw harder now, and we have computers that can determine strikes and balls down to like an inch that they can't possibly do with a human well, how eyes. How do you give them here, here uh, you know, uh, Angel Hernandez, one of our favorites? Yeah. Um, here's, a, here's ball, you know, it's ball one. Ball one, you just put your hand like, I'm not going to question it. The thing told me it was a ball. I'm not even going to bother right, which, looking. Which actually kind of interestingly kind of segs into one of the big discussions coming out of last year's World Series and into this year's kind of the way we're expecting one just with people making predictions and two just how people look at baseball so obviously in the game seven of last year's World Series Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell because that's what they had been doing all year. That's what the analytics had said to them. And you even kind of run that into making prediction with, you know, making a season prediction like we are for the teams. Because it's pretty easy to just say, well, the data pans out that says these are the best teams in each division. These are going to be the best teams in each division. Right. I, I, I would think that you and I, we haven't discussed our specific picks. Uh, we, I, we, we talk a lot. So obviously we have an idea of which teams we like and don't. But probably not so much about the particular out- outcomes this season, potentially. Yeah. Um, but chances are, based upon what we read and what we look at, we're going to come up with very similar choices. And also, just realistically, the landscape of the league didn't shift that much this offseason. Right, right. Um, like, the rich got richer for the most part. It makes anomalies more difficult to happen, like the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, I'd say we had, what, three teams that super up-jumped last season? Well, if you, if you say... Are the Reds one of those teams? Yeah, the Reds. They overperformed. I called it. I called it. We called it, but I don't think anybody expected them to be that good. Right, right. And and I don't expect it's going to happen this season either. Um, But uh, right, I I think, you know, the idea that you would just be driven only by analytics uh, and data, as Kevin Cash basically just fell back on that and said, this is what we did. And so, you know, hold my hands up. Sorry, I followed the data. And I, I think it's tough because baseball is such a data-driven sport, and we have such easy ways to quantify everything. So, you know, when you look at, like, I think I wouldn't be surprised if our picks for most of these division winners, outside of maybe a bit of homerism in the NL East, mm. is – I'd almost expect us to be kind of in line with just about everybody else because there's really not a lot of reason for any teams barring major injury – to have shifted massively based on this offseason. And, and now that you mentioned that, when I look at my picks, I think pretty much they're the same ones as last year, except for a few differences. Right, exactly. We kind of know who so, the... So, so should we go ahead? Let's, let's go start. ahead. Let's start with the AL East. We'll just go by East, Centrals, and West. Okay, and you na- name your teams, and then I will name what I think their issue is. You could tell me whether you agree with that. I think that's no. a fair way of doing it. So, I mean, I think if we just go down, go down the list, starting with my division winner, the Yankees. Yep. It's it's hard to not pick them. I think they could it's, win. The I think this is literally easily. the exact same conversation we had last year. We have if you go purely based on who their players are and what they're expected to perform. Now Luke Voigt's going to be out for three, three weeks. weeks. No, He's having surgery. Not going to be a big deal. But a lot of hitting. I mean, they have so much hitting. They Luke have, Voigt led the major leagues in home runs last year. The, the Yankees are going to have the same problem that they've had for the last ten postseasons. Yep. Do they have enough pitching? 
Yeah, well, uh, the, the word I use for them is health, which goes into that pitching, yeah. right? Because you're counting on Jamison Tyone. You're, ta- you're counting on... Uh, God forbid Garrett Cole gets hurt. Uh, already, they, you know, they've got uh, Herman, who, you know, who's, yeah. who, they, they've got guys they, that... All of their pitchers need to stay, all of them. They don't have the pitching depth like some teams and, do. And if Garrett Cole isn't really, really good the whole oh, season, no, I don't know trouble. that they're going to have a, a, an easy time winning their you know division at all. So, And they've got so much hitting. Um, and, the, and the rest of the division, is relatively well they're a two and a half team division maybe three depending on how you feel about the blue jays okay right i i i have the blue jays coming in second i think this is an up year for the blue jays and a couple of things if they're pitching for them it's it's the pitching yeah 100 percent. uh you know if it comes through and they manage to make a deal and nate pearson comes back later on in the season and kind of gives them what they need um man, if ryu is if ryu is the guy that you know he was last season he can he can be that number one and, and Simeon at shortstop they've 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 done they've some got, nice things there they've got enough young talent on that team i just think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in 162 game a season when a team like that hits their bad stretch they're really young mm. and their veteran leadership i mean who is the veteran leader on that team right 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 you know you know it's not kevin biggio or no Bichette, they're, they're, or, or, or they've or been there a couple of years already but, but, but they're not vlad Guerrero jr is, no i don't know, think so this is this is where it gets tough you're now burdened with Last season, you were the trendy dark horse pick. This season, people just expect you to be good. The, the real thing that I think about with the Blue Jays is, is in terms of playing their games, uh, I guess they're going to play in Florida um, until things – it's just they haven't played a home game in yeah. like a season and a half. And playing in Florida like that has to stay. It ha- it's just it's, – it's hard. it's hard for them. And I don't know that it will affect their ability, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for that team. So mm-hmm. do you have the Blue Jays uh, second or the Rays second? I had the Rays okay. second. Yeah, yeah. I just think that for me, it's hard for me to believe that the Rays can – have it all kind of break right for them again, like it felt like it did last season. You know, they, they they did lose uh, Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, for what it's worth, who, both of whom pitched big. Very sensationally for them last year. And yeah, they've got some younger guys coming on, and Glassnell looked great in the playoffs. But I think they gave up a lot of pitching, um, and that's that's not easy to, and do you uh, believe to come back from. Randy Arozarena was the guy that we saw in the postseason. Is he going to do that over? I mean, if he does that over a full MLB season, dude's one of the best players in baseball. Push man is a favorite for the rookie of the year for sure but in order for them to be successful they need him to be he has to be that guy if he's not that guy, guy that, that yeah. changes yeah, a lot i think for they, that uh, they they lost uh the first baseman right he went and went back to playing korea um i think so yeah i, I think he i think he left so uh yeah and then you've got you've got kind of the two like the the next two teams their problem can be kind of quantified as everything um <laughs> right 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 well, i had that for the orioles for sure and, yeah and, and the, the red, the red sox, sox yeah what, what, i mean what do they do good yeah yeah i think their lineups okay their pitchings okay but they're outclassed well, they're gonna, by gonna get chris sale back at some which point. will help but until they get Chris Sale back, and he's Chris Sale, which you're probably not going to try and push him for this season. And Rodriguez right? was their opening day starter who isn't going to pitch for them now. The opening day starter is going to be Yavaldi, I think. I mean, who's Yavaldi? Yeah. Y- a little bit on the uh, on the old side there. So, all right. So, let's um, let's go to the AL Central. We'll just go down. Yeah, uh, the well, Orioles, we'll give the uh, Orioles are in there. They are now finally rebuilding properly. 
Right, like with intention. With intention. Not by accident. Not by accident. Like I will give them the credit. They have really they, they are they are trying to go and do it the right way now because we forget that they're only five or six years removed from being a really good team in that AL East. They were a playoff team not that long ago. Right, right. And right. then once they kind of started to fall off, they tried to make a bunch of moves to keep themselves in that contention, and just none of them worked out, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But now they're doing the right thing and being like, okay, time to reshape our team. So that's at least a team that's doing what some of the teams the team that when we moved to the al central they did correctly at well, the top now the, the problem for the orioles is that they play the yankees and the blue jays a combined 38 times yeah that hurts <laughs> the problem is that they're also in the al east which is a brutal division to right, be in right right so, so moving to the central i mean here is a team that's doing what the orioles wanted to do want to do now they went from worst to first that, that White Sox team was devoid of talent a couple seasons ago, and now they are flying high. So do you have them as your uh, division winner? I still do. Okay. Um, I have their one issue I wrote down, uh, La Russa. Yeah. <laughs> Does La Russa have – I mean, that's the question is that – and it's also for them, yes, they were great last season. They were fantastic, and I have less reason compared to them than some of the other teams that performed super well. I have less reason to doubt that for them that was kind of fluky and that we were kind of expect they were already a dark horse candidate. A lot of their, lot of their guys that you know came through and had good seasons. But it, it didn't feel like guys were having – Career years. Career uh, years. Tim Anderson, I expect him to have a better year this year. Yeah. Than, than he, well, so this right, question year. is, does, can LaRusso reach a team? Right. Right. Especially when he's not in a situation where he's basically been entrenched. No, and 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 his, you know, being a, a guru in the terms of his forward thinking uh, and in his Hall of Fame managerial career um, is is based a lot on data and analytics. But today, it's it's in you know in spades, so to speak. There's so many more things to keep track of and be aware of. And I don't know; he's been part of the game in in, in other aspects all the way. So it's not like he's out of touch. No, there's no way he's out of touch. He's out of touch with being but, around players, right? All the time. And I think the big difference also is it's out of touch being around players that have achieved success without him mm-hmm. so that's a tough thing most managers come into a job when the team hasn't been performing in this case he's coming into a team that did perform right right so the players are like okay what are you br-? it's not the same the power dynamic is different it's not like you've been brought in to help teach up a bunch of youngsters and whip them into you know competitive shape no they're ready you have to bring them over the line and that's that's a different kind of job for la Russa. so it's it's probably for that reason that i pick the twins i'm sure you have them second yes. yeah, right i have them winning the division um just because uh they bring it every single year you know and and i think baldelli's a good manager um they you know have, have do, a- for me it would be hit, hitting do they have enough hitting in that lineup over a full course of a season. And and I think that their bullpen took a hit. I mean, Trevor May came over yep. from the Mets. Thank that you. hurts them. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's not a division, uh, not that any are good ones, to, to, to not have a good bullpen. And, and No, because uh, you, have, you have, you know, decent – this is – the AL Central is a pretty strong division. Right. Also. The Indians are, are a decent team. Yeah. The, Indi- they're just, the problem for the Indians, if we're kind of moving on to yeah. them, is they've just given up too many of their best players. Yeah. I mean, you still got Jose Ramirez. You still have guys, but – I mean, you gave away Carrasco and Lindor, and I think other guys moved on as well. Yeah, yeah, and you don't have uh, Kluber's not there yeah. obviously anymore. So yeah, you're like your number one is like Cy Young Award winner Shane Bieber, and the number two is Zach Plesac. Like yeah, like you've got still good players, but you're not nearly the same team that you were 
Yeah, five hundred is probably yeah. in there. In the and you're in a tough them. division because the Royals are a team that are going to be pesky. I don't think they're going to be great. Not big. Not had power for them. Their, their power is what you have to wonder. They, do they have enough? Do they have any? Yeah, right. Like I mean, they re, they signed Perez to the extension. They just did that. Yep, yep. But I mean, for the most part, they'll be kind of similar to that really good Royals team. Not a that lot of pop. Not a lot of pop, but they're going to run around. Slice and dice Slice you. and dice you. And I just think that the problem is for them is that they don't quite have enough strength overall on that team. They don't have the pitching strength like they did. No, no. They're not, not anywhere near as good a, a pitching team. And then I, that would make the last place team. And, and I, I guess I could have done the same thing you did with, we did with the Orioles or the Tigers going everything. Uh, it just, you know, AJ Hinch, I think is managing there now back yes. in the major leagues, um, which is interesting only from the standpoint that somebody did take a chance on this guy. It uh, makes sense for the Tigers makes though, sense because the Tigers. they're so far out that like, it's not going to be, I mean, they're a, they're much like the Orioles. They are a complete rebuilding team right. and that's what they're committing to right now. And the Tigers are too, you know, and, and, and Miggy's going to come out and play another season because you know what? There's no pressure. And Nobody it, expects anything of that team. He could have his full farewell tour for a full season. It, 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 I hate to say it. It's not like he's taking somebody's job. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still performing. The right, Duke could still right. hit. That's what I'm saying. So he's still, you know, he's still a future Hall of Famer, as we as we uh, as say all the time. So you, you go over to the AL West, um, and I had a first-place team, and I'm sure our first two places. So last year, I picked the A's, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it turned you out were- to be correct. Um, this year, I'm going to pick the Astros. Um, and and I'm going to write there one word is also health. You, e- even more so because they're, they're much thinner than they right. were when they were the top, complete top dog. You already are down Verlander, so if you lose any of the starting pitching depth, that's going to really hurt. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, Zink, uh, Zach Greinke and McCullers, and they just signed into a deal. That's a pretty nice, you know. But they're getting up there in age. And Framber Valdez, okay, we're hoping he'll be, you know, he'll be good. I mean, he looked good in the postseason last um, year. Jose or Kitty, uh, you know, now you're getting down there going, okay, what if one of these guys gets hurt and where are you going? And they picked up, obviously, they finally signed um, Odorizzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that really helps. But them. I mean, I think you also have to look at on the even on the other side, offensively and defensively. Altuve, at least defensively, is starting to look like he's lost a step. Definitely, definitely. And Correa was never the greatest defensive shortstop. He's probably a future third baseman, although he wants to be paid like a shortstop because he's in a contract year. You know? Right. So, yeah. He's watching what's going on with Lindor going, you know, I think I think the Astros are, are offered him $120 million for six years, $20 million a year, and he's like, no thanks. No thank you. I'll wait and see what Lindor gets, and then we'll talk. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, uh, Jordani Alvarez, uh, Gurriel, but you lost George Springer. You lost yeah, big yeah, parts yes, of that yes, team. Did. Yes, you did. Yes, you and did. And I think, I, I think the question is, I'm hoping we, Kyle Tucker is going to be, you know, something special. That's going to be. You what, need, you know, you know, you need um, the DH Yondor. Right. Right. Yeah. He needs to be the guy that because he, he was not, you know, Alvarez. Alvarez. He yep. was. He was. Hit or miss. Hit literally. or miss, literally. <laughs> literally. He, he needs to be a little more consistent if they're going to be, you know, take the division again. But I, Ryan I think, Presley is the closer. I, mean, I, I think okay. this is a division where ultimately it's a two-team race, and I think one of them is going to win it going away. And so I, I, I <laughs> you're going to like this. The reason I didn't pick the Athletics mm-hmm. uh, and, and that, you know, what I had for them uh, was uh, self-belief because for some reason I just think the A's always like doubt themselves. They managed to win the division, but they never managed to go anywhere in the playoffs. Anyway, this is a team whose projected starting second baseman is Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry's going to play a baseball game. (laughs) 
So, Met fans, uh, as as we are, uh, we had two years of Jed Lowry. We I, did. Did he did he did he play five games for the Mets? I don't think I ever saw him <laughs> taken at bat. I mean, in all honesty, so so I could have written health there, but the, the A's in general, uh, Elvis Andrus, who's been around a long time. Yeah, he's ain't. Feel like he's, he's ancient, ancient at this point. You know, they got the two mats, Chapman and Olson, two mm-hmm. of the best players in the league. Uh, Mark Canna at, at DH, you know, nice player. They have some. Yeah, but the you pitching, know, the pitching, all well, the pitching. You know, it's it's deep, but it's not right. Right, they have a lot of guys. You go down. Look, Manea is projected their number four, and I think he's a really good pitcher. Right, but there's no, no there's no. Frankie Montas is their number one. There's not that much difference between Montas. No, and, 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 so and it Manea. makes the it makes them really good. I think for the regular season because you're almost always going to trot a guy out there that's capable of winning you the game. And there, folks, you have the Oakland A's. Yep, <laughs> every year it's the same thing. They're gonna they are going to be a pesky team to play because so, they're going to be in every game. Who who is your third place team? Angels. Yeah. I think so too. I think this year they've added some guys. You think Mike Mike Trout has a chance to make the playoffs, maybe? Wow. God, I hope so. Yeah, me too. I would like just because I don't want him to have to move on from the Angels in order to do it. Something about that would because like it would it almost hurts his greatness argument if they can't get to the postseason. Uh, yeah, you, almost. You, yeah, people will talk about it and we'll, we'll like, be some like, of those people. Yeah, yeah, like 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 even though I would never really hold it against him, you would have to point out that look, yeah, he had to go to another team. Now, granted, I would also you know you have the huge quantifier of the Angels have done given him like no help this entire time. So you have you know you have Rendon there. There now, um, Iglesias at shortstop. You know Dexter Fowler, uh, Otani, who's had an unbelievable spring. He's looked like right, right. So, but but if you, you flip that, you put it onto the pitching rotation. So wherever you think Otani is, uh, how much he's going to pitch and, and whatnot, he's certainly not your number one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Bundy, Andrew Haney, Griffin Canning, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb—they better score a lot. If of if the the, the 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 Angels are very much a dark horse team. Because they're an if team. If those guys pitch, they could be really good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's a division that's still open enough because the Astros are a team that are gonna. They need their. They need guys to perform. They don't have a given performer all over like they kind of used to have. They don't have the pitching depth, so they could stumble. The A's could stumble. So yep. that's a that's a winnable division. I think, kind of, except unfortunately for the last two teams. Right. So, um, and, and we're not going to get on on this program into the the off season of the Mariners, which has to be one of the craziest and dumbest off seasons you've ever you've ever seen. Um, but they're just a young team uh, that's hoping they're going to have uh, players to watch that this year that they're going to see in a few years. Right. You know, you, you're, you know you you know like the Rangers. You're just farther along in it that you're rebuilding. You you've made a bunch of trades. You've got good guys starting to come up through your organization. And now Tyler you're, France, you're hoping for Evan White won a Gold Glove last Kel- year. They have uh, JP Crawford at shortstop. Kalsenek, right? Uh, Kalenich. Kalenich. Yeah, Kalenich. Whatever you say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's gonna not gonna start the season, but he's gonna team, be. I think he's gonna play for them. So he, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a Mariner fan, you're like, okay, well, you have guys that are coming up. It's just how many of them pan out. That's gonna be how quick this goes because if three or four of those guys hit, oh, all of a sudden, 
you can be on the upswing really quick. But if only one or two of them hit, it could just take longer. And so the- I, 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 I'll give you the two two pitchers on the Marin in the on Mariners team. You'll you'll know these pitchers. Okay? I'm assuming one of them is Felix Hernandez. The number no, no nah, that is not I'm true. getting because he's true. actually Dodd. James right? Paxton is their number two, by the way. Yeah, um, Marco Gonzalez is their number one opening day starter. Chris Flexen is their number three. That's terrifying. Um, and their closer is Rafael Montero. No way. <laughs> that is true. He's he their closer? The closer. That's right. So they turned Montero for, for Met fans. So who, who know? He was a, another you know, Met, you know, young Met pitcher with promise, didn't pan out, and has bounced around, been hurt a lot and all that stuff, and, and was made into a relief pitcher. And his, he's the, the closer. The, the, the biggest compliment the I can pay Montero is that he's not uh, Henry Mejia. <laughs> yeah. or, or Anthony Young, who, who was one guy who lost 21 games in a row for the Mets. So that, that, that's a really economy there um okay and the last so, place team clearly would be the, the te- rangers the texas rangers who's the real reason for watching the texas rangers uh this season is because you didn't get to go to the brand new ballpark last year yeah i think that it's kind of interesting because i think baseball uh, across across every division i feel like there's a clear last place team right. that is rebuilding right now. And it's very like there is not one. You may have two in the AL. West, may, you may have two in some divisions, but right. like there's a clear basement dweller in you, almost you, every so division, right. which is really interesting. You're so right. You're so, so who do you think is going to have the best record overall in the AL? Um, I'm, I'm saying the Yankees. Saying the Yankees. I, I think. Only because I think they're less likely to get beaten up by the rest of their division, like the White Sox will. Okay, and I think that's that's fair. Uh, you know, White Sox, uh, the, the Twins, and the White Sox will beat each other up. That's actually a tougher division for the teams they're closer in in ability because the difference between the Yankees and the Red Sox and the and the Orioles is much bigger. So we've got the Yankees. The we both have the Yankees, and you have the Twins, right? I have the Astros in the AL, AL Championship Series against the Yankees. Hey, Astros, I think I would. I would probably have the same. Okay. I can't really see why I would pick. I think the the White Sox is just not their time. They're too it's too soon. The Twins, they're kind of like the A's, the Twins a little bit, right? You know, they'll, they just they'll can't, get close, but they they'll won't get, get to the postseason. But then, like, oh wow, actually win a postseason game? No, no, that's not for us. I think it's the Twins. Who's your AL? The Twins have lost twenty one like twenty one postseason games in a row. It's like bonkers in a row. In a row. Bonkers. That's unbelievable. Who's your AL MVP? So um, I I have uh, AL MVP, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. You think Stanton's going to get it? Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to have a monster. Game. I have his teammate. I think it's going to be Judge. Okay. I think Judge is going to have a monster season and, this and year. So the Yankee lineup is like one big protection thing because everybody protects everybody else. <laughs> you, they you, all can match. There's literally, which will be a theme when we talk about the other NL team because right. they're very much the same way. And those lineups are just like, you have to pitch to them because you just you can't skip to pitch to the next guy. Exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, Cy I, Young. Um, boy, I, I kind of I, I just only thought a little bit about this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I have a I have a trendy pick. You do well. Oh, I don't think it's a trendy pick, but a probably not a top pick. I have, well, why don't you go first? Because I think I'm, it's gonna be Giolito. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good pick, and that is kind of a trendy pick. I think because I think the White Sox, the, for, for the White Sox to be a great team, they need him to be great. And if I think the White Sox are going to be great, he's going to be a big reason why they're part of the reason why they're great. I'll pick Garrett Cole. I think that's a totally fine pick, too. I'll pick Garrett Cole. So, um, so All right, well, let's, um, let's swap the National League. Right? Yeah, swap over to the National League now. 
So, um, all right, we'll go east to west, yep. um, and and, and uh, I'll, I'll go first this time. Yeah. And at least my first place team is going to be the Braves um, because I'm chicken uh, to pick the Mets. Um, and and I will say, development is what I I, I put I, as my I, one issue for the Braves. Here's my issue for the Braves. It's it's not even a regular season issue because I'll be honest, I don't see a way they don't make the postseason. Right. They're right. either going to win the division or win the wild card, but they need. Postseason, it's time to get it done. If you're the Braves, you're right. You're right. Because you, at a certain point, this group you can't kind of keep getting there. And I think certain things for the Braves have to be scary about this season. Like, do you possibly think you're going to get the same season out of Travis Darno? Yeah, well, that's a lot to expect. It was a lot to expect what you got last year. Right, exactly. As a Met fan, you got 60 straight games out of Travis Darno. That in of itself is a kind of a miracle. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they they have they have they have it all, right? They have pitching, they've got hitting. hitting. Yeah. They've got youth. They have an MVP candidate. They have more than one. More than one. Right. They've got they've got probably two of the top fifteen players in the national. With Albies and uh Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman and Acuna. Yeah, right. I would say Acuna and Freddie Freeman. Uh, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, they have yeah. two guys that could win. And I think Freddie Freeman's going to have a monster yeah, year. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, all right. So I say development because they have a lot of young pitchers, in particular on that staff. And the center field is a young guy that they're going to put out there. Um, those players have to develop and be able to show they can play at the top level for a whole. Season. You, you got to kind of get. You got to. You, you need to either have a championship, NLCS. Or a World Series. Braves have to be in the World Series this year. Kind of have to. If they get there and the Dodgers will be standing there because yeah, that's yeah. what happens probably, um, then the Braves the have NL, to win. The NL is an absolute slugfest because I, I think you could really make the argument you have three of the top five teams in baseball in the NL. Yes. Yes, I'd say that's probably true. Yeah. And, and and that would make, mean that you have the Mets second. Yes. And I think they would be, for them, fielding. All right, defense. That's defense. what I wrote. That's what I wrote. One word. Defense. One of the things. Will they catch the baseball enough? I think one of the things, especially people that have been following the Mets and paying attention, and one of the big things that have come out is the reason why that despite having a lot of very good pitchers, their pitching staff hasn't had a great ERA is that, oh, my God, their defense is bad. Yeah. yeah. Like when you have like when you have that lineup, when they could have some lineups up there that if they don't have guys like J.D. Davis and McNeil doing their part at second and third. And Dom and Nemo are at least major league level outfielders because defensively they weren't. Ooh, they lose a lot. They they there are wind up there are games that they could cruise in that they don't because of that. And and look, you know, everybody's a Met fan loves Pete Alonso, but a better defensive team has Dom Smith playing first base for this team, and Pete and Pete is DHing, which is why the Mets, more than any other team, probably would say, "God, we really wish we had the DH." But I think that for them. Other than that, they have the pitchers. They have a absolute murderer's row of a lineup. Yeah, be, be fun to watch that team score runs. They, uh, they will. There will be games this season that they can help the pitching staff out because they just kill the other team. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 gonna you know get on you, and that that reminds me that that lineup a little bit of the '86 team. Uh, even from the pitching rotation, if you put Degrom and Dwight Gooden there, and you put Stroman and Darling, and you start going down. You've got you've got some parallels there, and you've got you don't have a Hall of Fame catcher or Keith Hernandez at first base, uh, but you have got some very good ball players uh, around the field in almost every position. And yeah, and that's gonna make them tough and i mean even this this is kind of the thing where the star power for the next team is still there in the washington nationals they still have their best guys but what is what is what is the one word for the nationals 
depth. Yeah, or health. I health. put health. Health. I, I mean, you got Strasburg, you got Corbin, you got Shirts. These, these guys are Corbin, all old. Corbin lost some of his velocity last season, and he did not look like some of the same pitcher. And if he's lost that velocity, there because you got to think eventually Scherzer is going to start so showing some decline. Yeah, they just it's just they went it's, with they're riding it out there one more time. Um, it just seems the, like they interestingly have a little, very similar to a team in the NL Central that we'll talk about. But but the Nationals, let's they have another two of the top fifteen players in the National League also in Trey Turner yep. and Soto. They Juan got, Soto is an amazing ball player. You know, uh, um, I'll, I'll preview. He's my pick for the MVP in the National. He might League. be the most complete hitter in baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Which young, is twenty twenty one years old, having knowledge of the strike zone the way that he does. He's, I you know, look, he kills the team, my team. But I love watching that guy. He's play. so good. He's yeah. such a good hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what makes the and this is what makes a team like the Phillies, which would probably be a team that was a trendy dark horse pick to be yep. a wild card team in either the other divisions are relegated to fourth in the NL East. Yeah, actually I'm, I'm going on the limb. I'm picking them to finish behind the Marlins. You're picking, yeah. I, I just look at them. Besides uh, uh, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, right? Uh, they the, don't have much pitching. pitching they pitch, and, the and they pitch in a barn box. What was their big uh, reliever pickup this year? Archie Bradley to, to really fix that bullpen. Yeah, that's not what we would classify <laughs> as a sexy pickup. So, so and, and, you know, they're a little old around the field also, uh, the Phillies. And that team is, again, oh, man, if a couple guys on that team get injured. Yeah. There's just something about now. I think Girardi's a good manager, so it'll be interesting to see over a full season. I think it's just you're playing in the most brutal division in baseball. So I I mainly just picked, you know, the Marlins because I think they'll be scrappy and I think their pitching will take them further than people think. Uh, They my one one word for them is hitting. For them, yeah, last season you have to think last season was a bit of an overperformance due to COVID, right? And when you get back to to normalcy, it's hard for me to believe that. They're just going to come back and operate in the same manner over a full 162 game season. Yeah, yeah, I feel that they're they're really rebuilding, and they're just uh, especially not- when the teams around them got discernibly better. Well, and that's a great point because okay, you added up three, so it's 57 times they have to play the Nationals, the Mets, and the Braves. Uh, that's they that's yeah, a they lot. did really well in that last season. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, think that's they'll a do, lot. No, <laughs> I don't think they're going to do quite as well. So, um, all right, um, let's bounce to the Central. Central, I think. The number one team in this is easy, I think. It's the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. I think on the basis of the Arenado deal, just by itself, they have. Two if of the there top was any 15. doubt, yeah, they have. Look what they have: two of the top fifteen players in the NL, Arenado and Goldschmidt. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would put Goldschmidt in that category. He has anymore. not been quite the same guy yeah, that he was yeah, in Arizona. I, 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 I like the player. I, I I don't I don't know how old he is. Arenado is thirty three. Arenado is definitely and and he just and but you know, around the league around the field they've got really good ball players. Uh, the young is not the best shortstop in the league, but he's a good shortstop to have out there. You know, on a date. It, it's Harrison kind of, Bader's a nice. It's player. kind of just like all Yachty's these behind the plate. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the same Cardinals team that they've been since. Really, they've had pool hosts. They have. One or two unbelievable players, and then everybody else on their team is pretty good, and that gets them over the line every year. So, you know, the one thing that you can say about the Cardinals is that when you think about Adam Wainwright is their number two starter. That's scary. Their pitching is not what it was. Right. Um, Miles Mikolas, I guess they don't really believe. Alex Reyes, these are guys that really had, you know, promising early parts of their careers. I remember are, seeing them. They have some good stuff. So but they, I, but they're, not, they're not excelling. Uh, Jack Flaherty is a clear number one excellent pitcher. Yeah, I know. He's, and I think that's kind of the big difference, I think, for them compared to some of the other teams in this division is that they have that real clear dominant number one because 
I mean, yeah, Kyle Hendricks exists, but... Right, so perfect segue, because if you have the Brewers at, at number two, as, as do I, yeah. okay, so here is a projected Brewers starting rotation. Number one, Brandon Woodruff. Well, a lot of people think a lot of Brandon Woodruff, and he's young pitchers, showing some stuff. Corbin he's, Burns, Brett Anderson, Josh Lindblom, Adrian Hauser. Yeah, but the thing for the Brewers is... Freddie like, Peralta is a relief pitcher on this you team. You move over to that lineup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and they bring in the Brewers, uh, Colton Wong at second base. So that's a loss for the Cardinals, certainly. Um, and so defensively, right? Uh, Colton Wong, Lorenzo Cain, Yelich. It's a good, strong field. Jackie team. Bradley Jr. Now in the yep. outfield up that's there. That's a very strong defensive outfield. So that's that makes a big difference. So they'll be a good defensive team. They'll be a good hitting team. Yeah, not a great hitting team. They have Omar Narvaez, one of our favorite fantasy players, yeah, by the way. It's just that for the Cardinal, for the Brewers. They only have a Christian Yelich. Right, right. And they have a Josh Hader, right? So the problem is that we know that Josh Hader can't pitch back-to-back games. That's been pretty work. well determined. Uh, and, and the manager, counselor, said that he wants to pitch Hader only in the ninth inning, which I think is really an odd thing to say now. At this After point. we've seen so much data that that's just not how you're supposed yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. You might only pitch him once every other day, right? but, but if he pitches he... in the seventh inning on one day, why can't he pitch I mean, in the ninth inning on another day? Yeah, like if you need him in the seventh, you them in the seventh. But Freddie Peralta's, you know, they have a guy named Williams who had a great, you know, came out last year that would like throw in fireballs. So the, the, the thing for the, them is they and the Cardinals are a lot better than the other teams in that division. This is, to me, this is, unlike the AL Central, which is, you know, an interesting division because actually all the teams are pretty good. This is an interesting division because... Compared to the other two in the NL, they're not very good. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, I tried to pick let, – let, let's see what I wrote down for the Cubs. What did I write down for the Cubs? Because I had them – Age. Uh, I wrote down malaise. <laughs> so the, when I thought about the Cubs, it's like, God, do, do their own players even like each other? Well, like, There's just something about that team that just seems it like It seems dysfunctional, dysfunctional yes. yeah. <laughs> like the problem I have for the Cubs is that – this kind of was back goes back to our whole data an- analytics versus gut feeling because – there's absolutely no reason to believe that the Cubs should be able to beat out the Brewers or the Cardinals in their vision, let alone the Mets, Braves, or Dodgers. But, but, let me, let me, but you're hoping <laughs> that all the boys have one last run in them. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right. So, so you know, Chris Bryant uh, obviously may or may not play the whole year with them if they decide to trade him. He's Rizzo, Rizzo, you know, Javier Baez. They have some. Gl- they traded Schwarber ostensibly for Jock Pedersen in left field, which is um, okay. Uh, maybe an upgrade. I guess it's an upgrade just from the pure respect. Jock Pedersen can actually play the outfield. Contreras at, at catcher, Hayward in right field. You know, if they all have their above, if they all have their season, 2016 season. Right. <laughs> right and 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 Zach Hendricks, uh, a five-year Kyle anniversary. Hendricks is their number one. I, <laughs> okay, but here you go. Zach Davies is your number two, and they've brought back because he did so well in Philadelphia. Jake Arrieta is going to be your three. Did you see what he did in Philadelphia? Oh, like, uh, he, he looked over his shoulder a lot. <laughs> I remember him doing that a fair bit, actually. So, uh, and this is where we get to then, you know, the team that kind of follows them up. So think about how harsh we were just on the Cubs. And we have a team that did better than them last season, and we're saying they're even worse. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't pick it than than this year. I mean, they think you know Joey Votto. 
You know, I love Joey Votto. I just feel like I'm watching the and they moved Suarez to to shortstop from third, which base. was a weird decision. Uh, I, I just you know I, I don't know if it'll stay that way, but he's a third baseman. That that way they could play Mutsakis uh, at his more natural position. Uh, I get that. But Mustakis is 35 or 36. I mean, years Mustakis old. is like you know what he is. He's going to hit 260 and hit. 20, 30 home Let's runs. bring back uh, Tucker Barnhart. I like Jesse Winkler as an outfielder. I think the issue that you're going to run into is that you had Trevor Bauer had a career pitching year for you that also synced up with one of the most unbelievably easy pitching schedules that we've ever seen. And and Trevor Bauer pitches in Los Angeles now, so they, they won't even uh, they're not even going to benefit enjoy from that. that. So yeah, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, quality pitcher, some good young pitchers. I think if their pitching staff can be, I think for the Reds. The pitching staff, yeah, they like they would have to be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So that's asking a lot of Sonny Gray at this point to really to be a number one starter, right? Uh, Michael Lorenzen. But I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I kind of root for that team. Um, and, and then, and then the other team in the division, uh, I wrote the same thing I wrote, wrote down for the Orioles. Yeah, and everything. The Ring. <laughs> everything. I mean, they're uh, you. You almost feel worse for them than the Orioles because they feel like they're a team that's kind of rebuilding by mistake. Like they're just rebuilding because they're just they don't have good players, not because they wanted to be. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna name five pirates. I want you to tell me what they do on the pirates. What, what position wait, they play? Wait, wait. Mitch Keller, Tyler Anderson, Chad Kuehl, JT Brubaker, Stephen Bro. No idea. They are the five, five starting pitchers for the Pirates this year. <laughs> oh. uh, Josh Bell is their first baseman, right? Uh, I think so. He was he's like their one pretty. No, good. no, no. They they, they got rid of him. He's not there. Colin Moran's going to play first base for them this year. He's moving over from third base. Get Brian Hayes, right? The reason you watch the Pirates, aside from they have a fabulous stadium and the coolest uniforms, um, is Ke Brian Hayes is going to be a contender for Rookie of the Year this mm-hmm. year. So and so that's a team that's just there rebuilding. Yep. Yep. So then we go to the NL West, and I think this is an interesting division because this is actually, I think, a two-team race. Right. In fact, the other three teams probably can just say, you know what? We'll just take the season off. You guys play. Yeah. <laughs> the other three teams are just like, oh, they're just going to be really happy when those two teams play each other. Again, the same thing for those. Everybody else, you know, that, yeah. that, other than the Dodgers and Padres, has to play them 38 times. Yeah. So, you mean, the Giants, the D-backs, and the Rockies, there's really not much to talk about. It's just varying degrees of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the Giants who are just like, you know know what they're still probably flying high off of winning three world series giants in have, let's see what's special about the giants um uh, somebody was saying if you had to go out you're a young giants fan you can i want to get a giant jersey okay which giant player are uh, you gonna go? yeah, yeah that's the problem the two the two brandons no uh, the aging buster posey posey maybe uh, 34 so anyway it's it's hard to watch it you're right there same they're, for they're, the d-backs but you know what the d-backs we knew they were doing this when they traded goldschmidt yeah, they yeah. Were, this was their destiny. They got they got rid of their top players and they're rebuilding. And then you just have the actual factory of sadness that is Colorado. Right, right. So the D-backs are only made better by the fact that they know <laughs> they're not going to finish last. <laughs> they're just they look better by comparison because they're in the same division as the Rockies. Whereas it's like I just feel bad for Rocky fans because like yeah, Met fan, as Met fans we had to deal with the Madoffs, but at least. They, like, had some abstract care about winning. I don't think the Rockies owner, who I, I forget his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting it, too. But, like, 
the return they got for Nolan Arenado, like he, that was shameful. Yeah, and Trevor Story's going too. Yeah, and honestly, if I'm the Rocky fans, you you, I feel bad for you because I bet it's awesome watching Trevor Story. I would want him on my team. And I would also understand why when he does leave that team, you would clap for him because he doesn't deserve to be trapped I, in that. I wouldn't be shocked to see Trevor Story playing uh, in the Bronx by before the season's over. Yeah, the problem is, what do they have to give up for him? A lot. They have a lot of. Assets, the Vegas, Yankees. Yeah, they you, sent down Davy Garcia. Just who go look good. Just read the got, Yankees for a bunch of assets. Yeah. Start the rebuild. Yankees will pay. Because here's the thing: the top two teams in the division, one of them is on the upswing and is going to be good for a while, and that's going to be the Padres. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of young talent. They went out and spent a bunch of money this off season. Tatis is a legit MVP candidate. Yep, they're going to be good. Yep, yep. The problem is they have to play the Dodgers. Right. Are they going to beat the Dodgers this year? No. Yeah, I don't think so. That either. pitching staff is sick. So the only – of all the teams in major, 30 teams I wrote down – so what do you write down? What are the, what are the issues the Dodgers have? Um, let's Traffic. See, staying out too late. Traffic. <laughs> so I wrote depth question mark. Right. So there's no Kike Hernandez. So – Yeah. Like if that's what I'm complaining <laughs> about, oh, no, we've lost Kike Hernandez. Like you're like – you have a Clayton Kershaw who looked good last season. He's not even the best pitcher on that staff. And, and, and Kenley Jansen uh, is rededicated to becoming, you know, the relief pitcher he was, and I have a lot of I have a lot of belief in that guy. His fortitude is strong. You know what? Honestly, their biggest issue is probably mobility to tweak anything. If anybody goes down, if they have any injuries, they don't really have a lot left in the cupboard. Where they could go out. That's and, what I meant by death. Yeah. They, right. They, right. Like if, if, de- if they got injuries. If, if, yeah. If, if their bullpen looks weak, I don't know how they go out and get somebody to fix that. But they're deep enough that you know, they could survive a few injuries. Yeah. It would, it would really, have to be. Really, really it would have good. to be guys going out for the season. So um, and big guys. All right. So you, how about your uh, National League NLCS? It's Dodgers versus the NL East. I just don't know which one. Okay. It's either Dodgers versus the Braves or Dodgers versus Mets, the right. Mets. And then uh, World Series? <sighs> Who's going to the World Series? I got to pick the Dodgers. I just – because I think there's something about this Braves team that just makes me think they can't get it over the top. And what about the American League? Who's going to go who, – who are they going to meet in the World Series? I think it's Dodgers-Yankees. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think – We didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this. <laughs> the problem is is that just when we're when – we're, we're, we're people that look at the data and as much as I want to go with my gut, I don't have anything based on what cha- – the pro- this offseason was such a weird offseason because of the money situation where only the biggest teams had the money to afford to get the big free agents. So the best teams generally just got better. The rich got richer, yeah. And, and – and, and there is a, what plays into it is the fact that the CBA comes up after this season, so everybody's sort of positioning themselves for what it's going to look like. like. The Mets were in the unusual position that they were the their owner was the only owner in baseball who didn't take a loss because he wasn't an owner last season, right? And so and he had had cash to invest, which I, I think they did, did to a degree, but they didn't do it as much as people thought no, they, they might. Yeah, if they had went out and signed Bauer and Springer and Lindor, or but they would have even gone for Jackie Bradley Jr. But I, I like what they like did. That, I thought so, the Mets yeah. the Mets had a great offseason. So uh, last couple things. Lindor. Who who are your uh, league MVP in the National League and Cy Young? Since I gave, I said MVP, I gave you my league MVP, Soto. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, you know what Acuna. I, I knew you were going to say that. I, I think I have to pick Acuna because I think I, the, he was my other guy. Because <laughs> the hard part about probably giving it to Soto is Soto's team actually has to compete. For the wild card, for me to want to give it to Soto, unless it's the kind of thing where like the only reason this team's above five hundred is because they have Juan Soto, then you kind of have to give it probably 
to whichever team it's good. You know what? It could be a Met too. It could be Lindor. It could be because I could see if the Mets win the East, giving right. it to the dominant surprising Met player. Yeah. Basically, whichever team wins the East will probably have the MVP on their team, unless B- Mookie Betts or Tatis goes nuts. And no, I was going to say Mookie Betts has won the last two, uh, won two in a row, the last two because he won one in the American League and one. I in mean, the National NL League. is ridiculous. It feels like just because of how good the top four teams are. So I mean, who, actually, yeah, because uh, who if you're t- doing your top five teams in baseball, would you go not in any order? But I would say, is it for you like Yankees, Braves, Mets, Padres, Dodgers? Yes. Like, that's what's wild. Yes. Is that like, because yes. I don't think you, you, I don't, it's hard to put the White Sox up there because they were a bubble. They have too many issues. They have the too many teams. issues. They're too unproven in a full season. Like, all of those teams, I know they can get it done over a full and, season. And by the way, neither of us would be going out on a limb picking those five teams. No. I imagine most pundits are probably very most close pundits. Probably most pundits, either the other two teams that are probably punching in there or three teams would be the White Sox, the maybe the Twins. Because some people, could, I could see being really high on the Twins, but then I could see maybe the Astros or the A's. So, and and last, who is your Cy Young Award winner in the National League? I got two names. DeGrom, Walker Bueller. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I'm, I I just wrote DeGrom down because I feel like, you know. He's pissed he, that he didn't. He could have won it last year. He, I think he's pissed he didn't yeah, win it yeah. last year. And he's looked unhittable this spring training. I mean, so, he always kind of looks vaguely unhittable. But, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, well, we uh, will be on record with these, so uh, you can go back and, ch- and check it out. And we'll, be fun uh, to look back on this we'll, at the we'll end of a nice, a nice real baseball season. Didn't really uh, go out on too many limbs here, but uh, we can't wait, uh, I'm sure, as everybody to uh, actually watch a yeah, regular season MLB game. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at AlmostCoop. Cool.